Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I am joined by a few of my buddies. Let me go around the table, see how everybody's doing. I'm going to start with my friend that I was roomies with this past week, the great Dan Rossi. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'll tell you what. I mean, one thing that bothers me, rooming with Justin, uh, I'll tell you what, boy, having that television on all night, I, <laughs> I, I can't do it. Like, I cannot do I don't know how you do that. You slept just fine. You slept just fine. I don't know how you did that. It was like, man, I, like, I, would, wait, I would wake up in the middle of the night, and it's just so bright in that room. I'm like, what is going on? But, you know, I, I survived. It was a good time. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I can't do that. That's, uh, you, you got to get over that. That can't be good for you to have the television on all night. I can't, I can't be left alone with my why? thoughts in the dark and quiet. Why do you do that though? Like, why don't you just set like a sleep, I don't know, I've done a, my whole life. like a sleep timer, but like, if you're like, Hey, I'm not tired yet. Maybe no. I'll fall asleep. Here's how crazy it is, Dan. Not only do I not do that in the, I'll put on Simpsons, right? And then in the middle of the night, you know, Disney plus, because they don't give you an option, they'll just let it play like they should. The episodes will stop. So I will reach. I want to go my eyes. Reach in the bed. You know, you're feeling around. And I'll find the Apple TV remote, which is like finding a needle in a haystack most of the times in the sheets. Mm. And I will restart that. The Simpsons at three in the morning or Why? four in the morning. Why don't you just uh, turn the TV off? I don't off? like the quiet and the dark, Dan. That's where the evil <laughs> is. I don't want there. It's scary. Uh, let me go. One time I can't <clears throat> can stay in the dark is whenever I'm rooming with this guy because I know I'm safe. When I got my good buddy Mike with me. What's up, man? What's going on? I missed you guys. I'm going to be using the cough button quite a bit tonight. I'm still a little bit under the weather. The last couple of weeks I've been sick, kind of came down with a cold. Um, so if, if I'm a little raspy, it's from, uh, you know, it's from being out in the cold. But um, And speaking of cold, Dan, would you have to make any uh, temperature adjustments to the thermostat while you were there, or the room was comfortable while you were, uh, while you were rooming? We did. We dropped it down because actually the first night, it, you know, I, I think we got back kind of late, so we didn't even bother with it. And we woke up the next morning and it was like, it was like a sauna in there. So that's when we dropped it down and it was fine the rest of the time. And remarkably, Justin did not complain at all. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's not me that complains. It's normally Hades with me and she complains to me. And guess what? It all rolls downhill. Okay. <laughs> so she complains to me and then I complain to you and you complain. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just the way life works. I'm sorry. I don't, I have to act like I'm standing up for her. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you know, <laughs> it's okay. I was actually pretty comfortable. Um, well, boys, let's get right into it because tonight we are taking on a task that is almost impossible. We are going to absolutely start the conversation with the DDP family because we are going to make a lot of you probably mad, happy, sad, all those feelings. Because we are taking on the task of ranking all 19 table service restaurants at Epcot from worst to best. We are going to start at 19 and work our way all the way through the list. As we go, we'll stop a little bit and uh, chat about why it's in that position. But this was really... Boys, we said we would get on and come up with a list. This was insanely tough, Mike. This was a really tough list to make. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we, we kind of did the basis on, you know, the overall package. You know, we looked at what the menu included. We looked at what you got for your money, um, location, uh, ambiance, type of food. So there was a lot of consideration that went into it when we were kind of discussing our list. Um, like you said, I know there's going to be a lot of people that they'd be screaming. Uh, we might even cause a few car accidents of anger because uh, we're definitely going to be um, not in the majority. You know, we're giving you our honest opinion and, you know, just from experience. Now, I haven't eaten at all of these, but so we kind of based some of this on you know looking at like i said what you get for your money the overall ambiance and that that whole the kind of the whole package deal let's get into it coming in at 19 we're heading to the moroccan pavilion this one was the easiest one it was actually unanimous across the board 
we all kind of said at the same time, and that is Spice Road Table. Uh, I have eaten here before, and I will tell you it was a one and done for me. This is not my go-to, Dan, to uh, at any point whenever I'm going on Disney vacation, does it scream, hey, you got to go eat at Spice Road Table. It's just not It's just not for me. No, I mean, it, it does have a great location. I know they have, like, fireworks, you know, dining that you can sign up for because, again, you're right there at the edge of the water, so you can, you'd have a great view. I've only eaten here once, uh, and it was when I was by myself on, a, on an agent education program for Away With Me Travel because Jen and the boys would definitely not like this. But this is more of a, it's more like a, like a, a, a small tasting. You know, it's not like a full... It's not like yeah. a, it, it doesn't seem like it, maybe it is a full met full meal for 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 if you're in Morocco. Apparently, we eat too much here in the U.S. But like it's it's a there's smaller portions. Uh, so again, the price is the price is right. It's not a terrible price, but it's just it's not for me. The food was okay, and for me, like I said, like you said, it was one and done for me, and I definitely wouldn't be back. Mike, you ever eaten here? Yeah, we did on one of our earlier trips. I think it was one of those things where we had to get a late dining reservation that happened to be open, and uh, we didn't want to just do another quick serve. So we figured, you know what, we'll give it a shot, and um, one and done for us as well. Let's move on to number 18. I can't believe I'm saying this because if you went back 10 years, this was a restaurant we actually ate at quite a bit. But I feel like over time, the food quality has kind of diminished. Uh, not one of my favorites, and it's the only place that you can eat your food and feel bad while you do it. Because you're staring at the poor fish that you're eating uh, right through the glass. And we're talking about coral reef. Mike, kind of a a small menu, grilled mahi-mahi, chicken, prime rib. But it's just kind of basic. It's not, it doesn't have that flair that you get with a lot of the restaurants we're going to get to on this list. It has the potential of being good with the ambiance of the restaurant, but and they've done the menu over a couple of times, but uh, the few times we've given it a shot, I, I was never a huge fan. It wasn't like one of those, well, we have to go back there and do this again. Uh, same thing, kind of a one and done, so to speak. Um, usually, it's pretty good opportunity to get reservations. The you know seeing the fish while you're dining, if you can get a table close to the to the aquarium part, is really nice. But um, it has potential, but I just think it kind of missed the mark. There's something though weird about it. You're eating your mahi and you just hear. <laughs> I think it's also tough because it's not in the you know in with the pavilions. So there's a lot of competition. You know, if you put that restaurant in any other park, I think you might want to give it more of a consideration. It might be higher up on the list. You know, if a, if, if a restaurant like that was in Magic Kingdom, because we know the restaurants there are terrible, um, I think it would be much better. But I think with all the competition that it got, 18 is a fine spot for it. You know, Dan, it's one of those things, too, where I, because we deal with a lot of people that don't go to Disney a lot, right? Because of booking for our clients and stuff like that. This tends to be one of those restaurants that they, at first, go, I think we're interested in going to Coral Reef. Yeah. And I always, whenever we do our, our, because I always meet with my clients about four that 60 days, I kind of steer them away from it. You know, I tell them, the food's fine. It's okay. But there's so many, I mean, obviously by our list, there's 17 other options that are better than it at uh, in Epcot. Do you do the same? Do you kind of steer your clients I, whenever you're helping them? I do, because I, I guarantee you, if you if you Google this, like, you know, restaurants to eat, you know, best restaurants to eat in Epcot, I, I know for a fact that Coral Reef comes up just because it, it's kind of a novelty. Hey, there's a huge aquarium. You know, you're you're sitting in this in this dining room with all the fish around you, and it sounds like really cool. But again, I, I've heard, some people say it, you know, it's really good. I've never eaten there. Um, I don't know if I will, just because again, with Epcot's different. Like, like Mike said, if this was in any other park or if it was at a resort, it would probably be a lot more popular. But there are so many good restaurants in Epcot. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would take time out to, ch- you know, to choose Coral Reef over, you know, what what do we have this at? We have this eight, at eighteen to to choose it over seventeen other restaurants that we have on this list. I don't know if I would do it. Yeah, um, let's move on to number uh, 17, like you just said. I, I've eaten there a couple times. Um, it is the, I can't believe I'm saying this, it is the Tony's of Epcot. Whoa. And that is Tuto Italia. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think the pasta is fantastic. Mike, I would not take you there. Um, look, it, it, maybe I've had just a couple experiences that it's just not that great, but it's just not for me. Uh, Mike, they do have, you know, like your typical antipastas. They got the, uh, you know, they, they do have like a, a chicken parm, a, a pan sear filet of sound. Like they have some options there. And then, of course, lots of pastas. But the pastas are just kind of 
bland when I've gotten them. Um, there's a lot better options in that pavilion, which we'll get to at some point on this list, that uh, I think you could go to over Tuto Italia. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, we're not big. Well, listen, we eat Italian a lot. Obviously, our heritage, we make it, we cook it, we eat it a lot. Um, when we go out to eat, it's not one of our favorite places to go, you know, like if we're on vacation in Florida. Uh, we don't expect to go to Florida and get good Italian food. We expect to do a lot of other different experiences. So it's definitely in the bottom of our list. Helps if I unmute myself. I was having a coughing spree there as well. Uh, Dan, you ever eat there? I have not. I have had some appetizers over at Tuto Gusto, which I believe comes from the same kitchen. Um, it does. Yeah. But like I said, I, I am a little surprised that we went this high on this just because, I mean, I have heard good things about it. I've heard people who really like it. Um, but, yeah, if you look at the menu, the menu is a little bit limited. There's not a ton of pasta options, and then there's a couple of, you know, you know, fish and, you know, steak like that. But I, I would say that I would definitely be willing to go here and try it. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, there's so many good restaurants at Epcot. I guess this is where we're going to put it at 17. I'm sure there's going to be some people, though, that are not going to be happy with this ranking. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Marie and Enzo's. Or not Marie and Enzo's, um, of Enzo's Hideaway. Really? Yeah. Like, Meals are kind of smaller. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's not for me. Coming in, though, at 17. This next one, though, Mike, I'm going to let you take it away. Or was it Dan, one of you? I think, Mike, you're the one that ate here. Um, coming in at number 16, I love this type of food. I order it all the time. Just the other day, Katie was like, we, had to, we went to Riley's um, band performance at her school. And when we left, you know, it's like late and we're trying to get home and get her, you know, get bed and stuff like that. And I said, listen, we got to pick up something fast. And Katie goes, I want Arby's. And I'm like, ugh, <laughs> really? So we're driving to Arby's, and I'm like, I'm, I'm throwing a little temper tantrum because, I, you know, I don't really eat fast food. And then she goes, I said, okay, we're going to go through the drive-thru. It was me, Katie, uh, Rye, and her friend Abigail. I said, girls, what do you all want? And Katie goes, we're going to go inside and eat. And I'm like, inside Arby's? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because I don't want my fries to get soggy before I get home. And I'm like, are you crazy? I was like, so now we're so now I'm sitting in an Arby's. They all have their food, and I'm just sitting there with my arms crossed, like a like a like a toddler throwing a tantrum. <laughs> I'm just so angry that I'm sitting in an Arby's at 8 p.m. at night. And so I got on the phone and I called China Fun, and I ordered me Chinese food to pick up on the way home <laughs> because I was not eating Arby's. And I really was hoping that the fries came out soggy anyways. And then <laughs> I just could have made my point. So coming in at number 16, Nine Dragons, Mike. Yeah, uh, last DDP trip was our first time eating there. Uh, it was one of those things where we got a last-minute dining reservation. We were literally walking around Epcot. I think I saw you guys walking around outside Epcot. Um, it, we, we just, Laura and I said, you know what, let's see if we can get in. They had a reservation. They got us in. The food was okay. Um I've even had some good Chinese food down here in South Carolina. There's a couple of good places down here. The places that are down here, they're from New York, so that's kind of our style. Um, I've had better elsewhere. Uh, it was decent down there. I just my, my only knock on it was the portion size wasn't great for the amount of money. I thought it was kind of expensive for the type of food you were getting and for the, for the actual quantity of the food you were getting. Um, portion size a little small, price was a little bit high. So that's why it's going to come in around the 16 uh on our list you know what they need to do they need to do like the menu like do chinese restaurants have the largest menus on the planet i really feel like mm -hmm. they do I, I you know it's like that mexican <laughs> restaurants you know we got our mexican restaurant here mike that we go to they have i swear like 250 things on the menu but they're all made with the same like six ingredients. It's mm -hmm. just made in different ways. You know what I mean? Like this is this is fried. Guacamole or this on is... top, guacamole yeah, in the bottom. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. And I feel like I'm looking at the menu, and I, look, the reason we haven't eaten here, Dan, is because Katie doesn't eat Chinese food. Yeah. But she'll eat Arby's, which makes no sense. Um. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of a limited menu, Mike. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's like eight or nine things mm -hmm. on, you know, as far as entrees. Um, and they range anywhere from pretty much like 25 to 30 bucks for, for an entree. So, I mean, look, Family Four, I mean, I know it's Epcot and I know you're, you're going there, but if you're not getting a, a decent portion size, you're, you're spending, you know, 150, 160 bucks for, uh, for not a ton of food. So, uh, how's the ambience inside, Mike? It was okay. It was, wasn't, wasn't, 
blow me over kind of, you know, really, you know, over the top kind of uh, theming. It was just, you know, your typical kind of Chinese restaurant. Uh, I will tell you this, the service was fantastic though. So I, I'll give them a, a plus on that. I mean, listen, it's Disney service. I know sometimes when you, when you get some of the pavilions because you're getting some of the exchange people, you know, sometimes they can be a little bit, maybe their culture isn't as Disney friendly. They were super fantastic when we were there. They were really great. The, the service that we had that was there was great. So, um, you know, maybe I'd knock it up a little bit higher on the list, but I, I think it's sitting in a comfortable 16. Dan, you've eaten here? I have not. Um, well, first and foremost, I'm going to be on your side with this whole Arby's thing. I don't think you should ever eat dinner at a fast food restaurant inside. Like maybe if you're no. like if you're out shopping during the day, you go to a fast food restaurant to eat inside real quick. But yeah, that's kind of weird. So kudos to you for uh, ordering your Chinese food. But in Thank my you. in my opinion here, like. And I think we'll we'll see this theme as we go through our list. I think Chinese food and like Mexican food. I, I bet you we all have tons of options in our area. So I don't think this really stands out. Like unless they unless they, like there was something different about this restaurant. In, in my opinion, there's not a huge draw to go there. I mean, I'm sure the food is fine, but you know, for us, we have never been there. I know we've done the, the quick service there a couple of times because the boys uh, do like Chinese food, but. It just it's just never hit our list, so I've never been there. I I think this is a good spot at sixteen fourth though. Uh, moving on to number fifteen, I have to admit I don't think any of the three of us have eaten at this restaurant. It was so far back in our minds that we almost forgot to put it on the list. Yeah, uh, in general, I don't even and that is the luck. I don't even know why uh-huh. it's here. I don't even know why it's at fifteen. With that being said, but. You know, here I we are. Because I think we'd already written the top four and we just didn't want to rewrite <laughs> them again. So, <laughs> And listen, it's not. It's Spicer Table staying at, at 19. Like, this is where it's at. Um, and that is a little cre- La Crepier de Paris. Uh, look, for me, this is not in my wheelhouse at all. I am not a crepe person. Uh, it's just not for me. Um the the menu itself and look, I, I, like you Dan I thought this was a quick service restaurant I I did not know this was a table service restaurant yeah. at all but I guess it is considered a table service restaurant at Epcot um the menu they have buckwheat crepes um so like one and, and this is for dinner like the classics a ham egg Swiss and cheese crepe chicken and bechamel cheese sauce mushrooms I it just for me, it's just not smoked salmon. Like this is not anywhere in my wheelhouse, Dan. Of yeah, anything I would book and go eat while I'm in Epcot. Yeah, I mean, I love crepes. Yeah, they used to have a stand, which I think they closed once they opened this because they do have a, a quick service window where you could get other crepes. Uh, but these are all like savory crepes. So like, Ooh. I don't know. Like, Ooh. I'd be I'd be willing to give it a try. But again, with so many really good restaurants in Epcot to choose from, I find it hard to believe that. I'm going to I'm going to use a reservation, you know, on one of my Epcot days to eat here. But again, I, I, I haven't heard good or bad about this, so I really can't speak on it. But, you know, with that being said, you know, having it at 15, I guess that's that's a spot that'll work because we've eaten at so many of the others, other other restaurants. So, Mike, I'd rather eat inside an Arby's for dinner than eat <laughs> the smoked salmon, cream, fresh chive, lemon, salmon crepe. See, I got to disagree because, you know, you're on vacation, you want to try something adventurous. And we were just saying, you know, like we have Chinese food, we have Italian food. You want to step out of your comfort zone and try something different. Listen, it's Disney food. How bad could it be? Um, you know, I think I think, you know what? Try it. Give it a shot. To, you know, if, if it's a, if it's a one and done. So you had a bad meal. Big deal. There are worse things that could happen on vacation. Um, there's plenty of other places you can eat and plenty of other quick serves. You could, you know, satisfy your appetite if you don't like it. But I think with the uniqueness of it kind of, you know, bumps it up on the list a little bit. Well, let me let me push back on it, because I think if it was a quick serve, I would do it. Like I would go I would go get one just to try to say I've done it. Making a Table service dining ADR at 60 days for this place? I don't think I've ever even seen that open on for an ADR. I I, I didn't even... I, you want me to be honest? I didn't even know it was there. <laughs> I didn't know it. Once you get Ratatouille... Remy's kind of changed it a little bit because you kind of go back in that area. I don't really walk back in that pavilion very often. Do you all? Do you explore that pavilion, Dan? I Yeah. I like it back there. I know we talked about this when we were 
I think we were, we were there. Yeah. we were with that family, and I, w- I was saying like I love that whole area back there by Ratatouille. I think I love the, you know, it's just the ambiance back there is really cool. I actually did. I remember I had a reservation for this spot like for lunch one day, and I got shot down by Jen. She's like, yeah, I don't want I don't want savory crepes. You know, like she she wants Smart. she wants sugar and like chocolate sauce or whatever. She's like, I'm not eating savory crepes. Cancel it. You know, we'll go somewhere else. So yeah, I mean, the banana crepe sounds great. Banana caramel, like a caramel sauce on it. That sounds that sounds delicious. Right. <laughs> but savory crepes to me, that's I know kind of oxymoron. I know I know you can get some of the savory crepes in the quick service line. I I have yet to try it, but you know maybe we should make that a a must do the next time we are in Epcot. Yeah. I agree 100%. DDP family, let us know your opinion. If you've eaten here, please go on the, the Facebook page. Go over and join if you've not done it. DDP uh, uh, family of their own Facebook. And let us know how this is because it's this is shockingly new to us, which is doesn't happen very often with Disney. <clears throat> and two, that family, Dan, I, f- I kind of forgot about them. That little girl, was she was so funny because I'm like, we get in. We shared a uh, gondola with his family, Mike. We were heading over mm-hmm. to Riviera for dinner, and I hope everyone enjoyed the last episode, episode 333. We did our live review there. We had an absolute blast over over at uh, t- um, Topolino's that night. But anyway, this little girl, she gets in. She's probably, what, Dan, maybe five, six, yeah, maybe. something like that? Yeah, somewhere on there. Maybe. Um, I was, I, I was, I'll tell you one thing. I was not voted boy most likely to guess someone's age at a carnival when I was <laughs> younger, okay? Uh, but I start talking to her and I go, Hey, what's your favorite Walt Disney world ride? And she goes, Remy, Remy. I'm like, Oh really? You love Remy? And her mom goes, it's the only one she's ridden. We just got here. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, well, I mean, it makes it easier to pick your favorite ride whenever you've only done that. So, uh, I was like, we got a lot of fun stuff ahead of you. So it'll be good. Let's move on to number 14. This is a place I have eaten. Um, and it's good. It's, uh, you know, it's funny cause Mike, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you're talking about this and that is La Hacienda de San Angel. Um, Mike, you said it, you know, it's in our, in our towns, we can get Mexican, we can get all that. This is one of those that the food is good. It does have a good, uh, um, availability. A lot of times you can kind of jump on and get this one pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think 14 is a good spot for it. Yeah, uh, common food, something nothing that you've not really probably had before. Um, it's common. It's good. Uh, the price is good. The, the, the serving sizes are good, you know, your portions. So uh, I like it. It's also Mexico. It's start out your day. If you're starting off, you know, you're starting off in the uh, the countries, going around Epcot, it's a good place to get your first meal of the day. Uh, Dan, you ever eaten here? I have not. Uh, again, this goes back to the whole, you know, Mexican and Chinese food all over the place in our, in our own towns. Uh, and then it also falls on the fact that my wife is as picky as picky can be. So if there's any kind of like onions in this or that, like she won't eat it. So with that being said, we've never eaten here. Now, I would I would definitely be willing to give it a shot. But with so many other options, I think, you know, this this 14 slot is good for this one. Um. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I was looking at something I thought I, I thought I. I think we're all fighting colds and stuff here so I, was, I thought i muted my mic but then i didn't so it was one of those um the one good thing about this one too is if you plan it right really good location to see fireworks you can see luminous yeah um there and uh we can kind of have bummer bummer moment mike we were at we were leaving early but i was hoping to catch some fireworks whenever we were on the gondolas it was so windy the night of our dessert party the first mm-hmm. night we got down there on monday that they canceled the fireworks but how weird is this you ready they still played the music hmm. and like did the show, but no fireworks. Hmm. Yeah. I guess the figure throw you a little something. Yeah. I guess it's better than nothing. Right. Yeah. So we go, let's move on. Cause now we're starting to get into, I think once you, I think at Epcot, that's why you, Epcot, we took, we really took the hardest park to do this in and did it first. Yeah. We're going to take I think some people once off. you, we're going to take some people. Yeah, we are. Cause I think, once you get to 13 and moving forward, I think all of these are good, and I think they're all good options to eat at. I'm not going to let my wife listen to this episode because one person I'm about to tick off is her <laughs> because this is her go-to restaurant in Epcot. If she had one choice and one place to eat, this is where she's going, and it's coming in at number 13. 
We have eaten there. Uh, Mike, I think you and I, we eat there together one time. I can't remember. We didn't eat there together, but I've eaten there quite a few times with the girls. I ate there with Dan, you. Dan, you've eaten there. I've eaten there with yeah, you. Yeah, you ate with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going over to Japan, and we're going to Teponito. Mike, this is a tough one for me, man, because I love Teponito. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Uh, it's a solid choice. Whenever the reservation comes up and we're on, when we're doing our vacation planning, if that's someplace that the girls want to eat, it's you know it's something we've done multiple times. Um, yeah, you can get the kind of food up here, but they do. It's got that little bit of a Disney flair to it, so I like it. Dan, this this was a tough one, man. Yeah, this is a tough one. I, again, I I love this restaurant. Again, like Mike said, they. It, yeah, you can go to a, like a hibachi style restaurant. Heck, we run a hibachi style restaurant on our Royal Caribbean cruise over at Izumi. Like, it was great. This does have a Disney flair to it, though, so it, that is that makes it a little more special. But I don't know. It's it's tough. There's so many good restaurants in Epcot. Um, yeah, I I know for a fact we're gonna take some people off with this one because I'm sure this is probably at least close to top five for some people. It's a great restaurant. The food's great. The ambiance is great, but you know, it's got to go somewhere, and we're going to put it at uh, 13 for now. Let me go ahead and say this. If if you're listening to this and maybe you don't go to Disney a lot, you got a Disney trip coming up, this is a great option for your family. A couple reasons why it's 13 for me. One, you guys nailed it. We can do this anywhere. I'm three down, three, three uh, miles down the road, I've got a, a Japanese steakhouse. I can go eat there. Yes, it has a, a little bit of a Disney flair. I think the Disney flair for me has... I think it's all dependent on the chef you have too. Sure. I mean, there is a couple chefs there that are over the top with with some of the stuff they do and yeah. really, really great, and some that don't do as much uh, Disney flair. So you know, other than doing the Mickey's with the onions stuff like that. But two, when you go to Disney and you want to spend time with your family, this is a tougher restaurant, especially if you're like a family of four, because you're going to be seated with other people, and the conversation kind of is a little weird. At times, because now it's not only dependent on the chef, it's dependent on the family you're being set with. You know, you might get set with a family that has had a rough day in the parks, you know what I mean? Or something like that. And so there's a lot of variables going into Tapanito. And I look, I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's got to go somewhere. And for us, it's number 13 on the list of restaurants at Epcot. Let's move to 12. This is one none of us have done. And it's probably the one that will shock people whenever we say it, because we're basing our opinions solely on the menu, I believe. Yeah. Um, because we have not done it. And, and that some is feedback. New... We've we've gotten some feedback. Some feedback. From... Yeah. yeah. That's the newest restaurant, Mike, to uh, to come to Epcot, and that is Space Two Twenty. Here's where I will give Space Two Twenty all the credit in the world. It is innovative. It is Disney Imagineering at its best. The ambience, I think, saves it, uh, Mike, but it's coming in at number 12 for us on our list. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously it's a hard-to-get reservation, so that kind of, you know, it, it doesn't make it an easy spot to get. Um, I've hardly ever seen it available for—have um, for, you had any problems booking that for your for your clients? Has it yes. Been, uh, it's been tough, right? So you yeah, that, put that's, towards the end of the trip. Yeah. Yeah, that, so that, that's, that's tough. It still has that new car smell, I guess, so to speak. Everybody wants to do it, and it hasn't been done a lot. Um, the menu itself looks pretty good, but like you said, the the— innovative engineering of the whole traveling to space if you have a kid that's a space junkie it's an absolute fantastic thing to do it gives them more of an experience when it comes to dining so i think that's why it kind of breaks the you know definitely the top 15 um like i said we did a lot of this based on reviews ratings and you know looking at the menu and the price let me let me give you another reason why i put it or we put it here Dan, it's a prefix menu. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that. It's, and it is it is expensive, yeah. man. It's expensive. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the one thing. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, it could almost go lower on the list, on the list because it's a prefix menu. Like, that is like, in my opinion, that's the downfall of some of these Disney restaurants that we love mm-hmm. is throwing this prefix menu because, you know, depending on when you're going to Disney – you know, maybe you don't want an appetizer. You don't want, you know, to order a dessert. You just want, you know, you want your main course and that's it. Like $79 for a dinner for an adult. Yeah, I guess that's okay. But, you know, man, that's that it, it comes with a, a pretty hefty price. And obviously the ambiance is supposed to be really cool. I haven't eaten there. Would I eat there? Yeah, I would definitely try it out. But would I try it out with me, Jen, and the three boys? I mean, we're talking... 
we're talking four hundred dollars without a drink. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's you're gonna be you're gonna be with tip. You're gonna be five fifty in the hole and for I'm, a dinner. And I'm cheap. I'm cheap. That's a that's yeah a, we know yeah that's a that's yeah, a that's a know. that's a big pill to swallow right there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know it. The the prefix menu is the thing that turns me off the most on this one. So, I that's a hundred dollars more, Dan, than our Topolino's bill. Yeah, was yeah, and that and that was there was only it was I don't even know how many people were. And we had a we had bottle, we had, we had a bottle on there. Yeah. We had drinks. Hey, props to we had two appetizers. Props to Ryan yeah. for that too, because he bought us a bottle. Yeah, of thanks, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, man, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, man, Mike, this is I mean, and here's the thing, Riley's gonna be twelve. Riley. <laughs> Will be an adult, yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So I'm paying you just to give you just to give you an example. I pay, that's 160. Oh gosh, why did I put myself in this situation? That's 240. Okay, I took math 109 three times in college, and it wasn't you know I just because I kept I was not good at it. Math is hard. Um, 240 with a tip, right? That's another 60. That's before drinks. So let's say so let's say I'm 350 in, right? Yeah. For dinner for me and the girls. Mike, today there was a uh it was a rocker glider recliner, right? At Costco. Mm-hmm. Been looking at it for a while. It's really nice. Set in it, super comfortable, really great. It was $3.99. Walking through Costco today, boom, hundred dollars off, two ninety nine. That means I could buy a recliner mm-hmm. <laughs> or have for dinner cheaper once. than I can go eat at Space two twenty. <laughs> Where, where, listen, we have heard the food is fine. That's been, that's really what I've heard from people. The food is fine. You're paying for the ambiance. You're paying for, for the room you're sitting in. The food is fine. That's kind of wild, man. And you, and you could get a hot dog and a soda for $1.50 on top of that. So, dollar, dollar fifty Costco. <laughs> I, I tell you what, you know what, you know what I got? I was, I was, uh, lazy today. So I picked up a Costco pizza, large Costco pizza, pepperoni pizza, nine ninety nine. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, I'm saying I'm spending too much time with Dan Rossi, Mike. And I need to spend more time with you, less with Dan. That's just what needs to happen. Let's move on to uh, number 11. Because here, Mike, I'm going to let you take this one because we, uh, we're we really going to make a lot of people mad. Yeah. Coming in at number 11. Let Mike do that. It's some of people's favorite. Yeah. I, listen, one, one of the reasons why we put it where we put it, um, not breaking the top 10. It's a character meal. Food is good. There's not a lot of variety. It's the family style, um, and that's Garden Grill. It's you know it's in Epcot. Obviously, it's it's you get the little bit of that view of the land. You know when you're going around, you see a little bit of a house. So you kind of rotating around. Um, you know, getting to see Mickey and Minnie, and and you know some of the I think it's Chippendale in there. You know their farmer outfits is great. So you get some good great picture opportunities. But um, the food is just okay. You know it's it's family style food, so you can have as much as you want of something or not the other. Um, the the quality of the food is pretty good. The price is definitely up there. There tends to be quite a bit of opportunity to get. Reservations there, so that's always a plus. Um, I always see Garden Grill open. And they, they, the tables turn over there pretty quickly because they're just pretty much making the same food for everybody. Um, the service has always been good, so I, I think it's comfortably sitting at the number eleven spot. I don't think it needs to be any higher than that. It's funny, Dan, because they pretty much said, "Hey, we've got this one menu, and what we're going to do is with this menu." It's going to, uh, we're just going to put it in like multiple restaurants across property. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Let's just take this one and we'll put it in a few restaurants at Magic Kingdom and we'll put it in a restaurant at Fort Wilderness and we'll put it uh, put it here at, at Epcot. You know what I mean? It's kind of just the same thing. Yeah. I mean, so I haven't eaten here. And, and part of the oh, reason. Oh, you haven't? Part of the reason is, is I like, Jen, Jen has wanted to eat here. I just, I've kind of you know, shot it down every time she's asked because again, like you said, it's, it's comfort food. And when I'm in Disney, like usually the times I go to Disney, it's, it's warmer, it's hot, it's humid. I don't want comfort food when I'm going there. So I I will say I am a little surprised we have it so low on the list because again, with the characters and the ambiance there, you know, Mm -hmm. you could see living with the land, some of the the areas there. And, and the, and the fact that it, it rotates, you know, as slow as it does, like it's a kind of a cool experience from what I know, because again, I haven't eaten there. So, but the comfort food is what kills me. Like that, I don't want that kind of food when I'm in Florida and it's hot and it's humid. So for that reason, I guess I'm fine with it here. Uh, but I, I'm 100% certain that there's going to be some of our DDP folks that are like 
screaming from the top of their lungs right now because this should be in the top five. And and the fact that it also you can get breakfast, lunch, or dinner here. So I mean you could eat any time of day at Garden Grill, which is kind of cool. Well, that's the good part is whenever you do a character meal, and I always tell people this, the one great thing is you are paying to get to the front of the line to meet characters. I mean, that's it saves you in the long run. You don't have to go meet characters in the parks. You can go do other things. So that's a huge plus. So we're just going to keep it rolling with character meals, and we're going to go number 10, and that is over in Norway, and we're talking Akershus. Um, this is a very unique restaurant. It's changed a little bit over time, and uh, the one great thing is, though, that you can see the princes. So if you have young kids that love the Disney princes, this is a great place to go, Mike. I know I've done it multiple, multiple times. So have you to kind of knock out those princess meet and greets. Yeah, I, I think... The princess meet and greet is the highlight of that restaurant. If you're not if you're not going to meet princesses, I wouldn't pick that as your dining choice. Um, when we went for all the times that we went, I'm pretty sure they still do it. You would get a picture when you came in. Um, they always they had a featured princess that you would get a picture with. Sometimes we had Belle. Sometimes we had uh, Aurora. We've had it because we've been there quite a few times. We've had that featured princess as we walk in. Um, great princess when you when you actually in the restaurant. Very interactive. They come around to all the tables. Obviously, this was all pre-COVID stuff when we did it. Um, I like the fact that they had a cold uh, buffet. You know, like they had some different kinds mm-hmm. of cheeses and some meats. Um, the menu was pretty pretty decent you know i mean it, surprisingly it wasn't as kid friendly as you think it would be considering it's, it's a you know princess restaurant um and you're obviously going to draw to a lot of kids some of the stuff on there was kind of you know i mean adult adult kind of maybe taste you know not as much you know kid stuff macaroni and cheese or you know some of the uh but but the price is also up there a little bit because of the actual the meet and greet um something we've done quite a bit we haven't done it since the girls have been out of their princess stage so um like i said i wouldn't go there for the food just going there for the whole princess thing because you know and i know that waiting for princesses online at some of these parks can be quite a quite a bit of a task i think when honor and elsa first were in magic kingdom um you know you needed to get fast passes for that because it was a two or three hour wait sometimes so to be able to knock out a couple of princesses in your meal time i think that's a great way to go yeah and they've actually changed this mike so back when you and i would do it when our girls were younger they had a, the cold bar then they had just a, a menu you know and i remember they had actually uh, the pork chop there was really really good i, I enjoyed that pork chop now they've gone to a kind of a family style it looks like like i said okay. i've not done it uh 67 per adult of course it's 10 and up 43 per child and the uh, the Princess Storybook dining menu is field green salad with a vinaigrette, a lefse with cinnamon butter. Let's give all this. Norwegian meatballs, mashed potatoes and gravy, grilled salmon and herb butter, green beans, red cabbage, macaroni and cheese, and Norwegian chicken and dumplings with corn dog nuggets. That kind of changes it for me. That kind of changes to where I don't I, – I, I liked having the menu that I could just order whatever I wanted. Once again, the, another family-style menu they've kind of gone to. Dan, That's it seems like that's the trend with a lot of these. Yeah, and I <laughs> – I, I hate the buffet or family style at Disney. It just it just seems like again, you're in Florida, it's hot, it's humid, more often than not. I don't want a ton of food. And it, again, it comes at a hefty price, $67 for lunch and dinner and I think it's like 55 for for breakfast. So I mean, that's that's a hefty price. Now, yeah, you get to see the princesses. I haven't been there. I got 3 boys. So not a place that I'm going to go to. I've sent multiple clients there because if you have little girls that want to see princesses, this is a great place to go. Um, but, you know, again, like I haven't heard, I've heard mixed things about the food. I've heard some people say it's okay, but I haven't heard anyone rave about this place. So, you know, with that being said, I think that price tag that you're paying is really for being able to see the princesses. I'm really upset with myself right now. What happened now? I'm upset with us as a show. Uh oh. That we did Tapanito dirty <laughs> and put it at thirteen. We did we did Tapanito dirty and put it at thirteen behind Ocker shoes, man. I don't know. You know, we're, we, it's we're funny Russian. as we talk through this. We could, you know, we're Russian. We were, we're going we, fast. We, we, we were. Uh, all right, let's move in. We are inside the top ten, and all of these are amazing, amazing restaurants. Mike, I love this place, and it's everything from the food to the ambiance. It's one of the only times um, that you can be part of an attraction, and that is San Angel Inn. I think this restaurant is absolutely beautiful. 
um, authentic Mexican food and the fact that you are there in the twilights of the uh, Mayan ruins with the temple. It's, it's beautiful, man. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, great restaurant. Uh, solid choice. It's quite quite available when we're doing dining reservations. I've, I've always seen it available, uh, availability there. The table turnover is pretty quick, so they're able to, I guess, get a lot of guests coming in and out. Um, very cool spot. Great place to start out in Epcot if you want to have a nice meal. Um, it's definitely one of our go-tos when we're doing our dining reservations. Yep. Actually, I saw the great Master Rackets family there um, when we were down for Marathon Weekend. They were having dinner there. Of course, he had the prime table right there on the water you know what's happens those people from new york man every time they come down they get the prime <laughs> table sitting right on the water right a part of the you know out in disneyland they're seating me by the restrooms and mike's over there just literally you know doing the narration for uh for pirates of the caribbean you know all that mm-hmm. uh same with the master Akis clan there and there in san Hill Inn. uh damn this is a really unique one because this is i think the theming of this restaurant may be the best real um the fact that you are in a what is you know a um kind of a a, a mexican city at night you can hear the rustle and bustle of the the rustle and bustle or hustle and bustle. i'm gonna say rustle and bustle but i know it's hustle and bustle but they're just words and i'll do what <laughs> i want um but you can you can hear it and and the music's playing and the stars are shining it's it's, it's epic and a lot of people who are who are new to disney don't ever go into this pavilion they don't even know everything that's in there yeah i again this is another one that i have not eaten at uh i'm and and i'm gonna blame my wife this is all jen's fault that she's so picky that she won't eat at certain restaurants but again like i said before mexican restaurants come a dime a dozen you know where we live there's there's a ton of them and so Yes, it's cool that you are in that. The ambiance there is really cool. You have the three caballeros that that are going by. So I mean, again, cool experience. But you know, again, I there I think there are better restaurants in 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 Epcot. I'm kind of surprised we had it this high. I thought it was at least on my list. It was going to be a little bit lower. So we'll see. All right, moving on, Mike. Our first time ever meeting our DDP family in person. And there was a bunch of people. I think there was something like 60 or 70 of us. We went to this restaurant, and Mike, you and I and our girls, we tried to get across World Showcase in a monsoon. Mm -hmm. And we walked into this restaurant, and we saw everybody as wet as everybody could be and gave wet hugs and hung out. It is an incredible place. Um, It is full of energy. It uh, has live music at times. And you eat with all your best friends, and that is Beer Garden. Yeah, I could have swam across the 17 Lagoon and still been drier than what we were coming in out of that that, that monsoon. Um, German food is great, something you don't get everywhere. Um, we had a great German restaurant when I was in Queens. It was called uh, Zum, Zum Tantisch. It was really good. It was it was a, a really good German place. Uh, not too many good German places to eat here down in Myrtle Beach, surprisingly. Um, so it's nice to be able to get some of that authentic German food. Uh, the quality was good. The the music was great. The the whole ambiance of the place. So if you're looking for something different, something that it's, it's kind of a comfort food, you can kind of pick what you want. Um, I think it's a I think it's a solid choice. Another restaurant that usually has reservations open pretty often. I, I every time I go on the app, there always seems to be a reservation for that place. Uh, I don't know if people shy away from it for one reason or another, but it's a great place to go. It's a solid restaurant. Dan, I love this place. Dude. Like huge beers, you can get a big stein of beer. You know, you got the German music going. It, it's just happy. It's it's loud. It's fun. Like it's not somewhere to go if you want to have a quiet conversation. Well, yeah, again, I'm I'm going to say that I haven't eaten at this restaurant, and and it's funny that I say that because literally I got a text from my wife about 20 seconds ago. Apparently, I'm too loud because she says, "What am I being blamed for?" <laughs> <laughs> not being able to eat places, Jen. Yes, not being able to yeah. eat places. She's a picky eater. She will not eat like the the cylindrical meat here at, at beer garden, like not her thing, you know, uh, sauerkraut won't touch it. I like it. So I, I think I would enjoy this and especially the atmosphere with the music and stuff like that. I would enjoy eating here. I unfortunately did not go to the DDP meetup back in 2019. I, that was actually the one day. It was the only one day at that, like that we did the parks and we did like four parks in one day that day. We actually met everyone as they were arriving at beer garden, like in the monsoon, so like everyone was soaking wet, 
And unfortunately, we weren't able to stick around for dinner because we were, I think we were on our way to Magic Kingdom after that. So like that was like our fourth park of the day. But yeah, I mean, Beer Garden being at number eight, I I think that's a good spot for it. I think it definitely deserves to be in the top 10, though. You can get a liter of beer here. You can get a liter of Schofferhofer, Mike. That says this is a place for Justin Suter to be. Good stuff. I love it. Let's move on. Coming in, Dan, you and I just last week no, we didn't. had dinner at this new restaurant. And I'm excited about it. Oh, no, we didn't. Nope. Is this the one? No, we did not eat here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We did not eat here. This is this is the one I kept thinking we were eating yes, at. and you still do. And I still think <laughs> we're still eating there. And there's no way you would eat at this restaurant. No. Uh, none of us here have eaten. <laughs> none of us here have eaten at this restaurant because of the price tag so far. And that is Takumi Thai. Uh, Dan, it's interesting the price of this restaurant is the second highest on Disney property. Um, it falls just below Victorian Alberts. Uh, quite expensive. We have had uh, a few DDP people have gone and eaten there, but it's definitely has not um, not been on my list. It starts, so you can select from two prefix menus. The omakase is a multi-course meal, and it's priced at $250 per adult and $150 per adult, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Starts at a hundred dollars per child, ages eight to twelve. That 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 I mean that oof. I mean you know me, so this is going to be re- like I would possibly consider doing this if I was on another like agent trip with with Justin. There's no way. Like first of all, Jen doesn't eat sushi. She doesn't eat raw fish, anything like that. So like, there's no way I would ever do this. Uh, with the family, especially with the boys, even though they eat a lot of food, there's no way I can pay two hundred and fifty or one hundred and fifty dollars per adult. I, again, I think I think we're being generous by putting it at number seven just because of the price tag. Uh, yeah, you know we've heard really good things about it, and I'm sure it's really good if you like this kind of food. But man, that's that's a hefty price to be going to a like to be going to a theme park, and then like if you have a family of four dropping. Six hundred dollars, like it's nothing. It it doesn't work for me. So seven is fine for me, but like again, I think this could have been out of the top ten. Mike, let me go ahead and so I was able to read a little more about it. So you can select from two prefix menus. The the first one's two hundred fifty dollars per adult. That's the one that includes meat. Okay, so you get a chef selection of five seasonal seasonal appetizers. You get a nigiri. Uh, and roll. You get lobster tempura served with creamy ponzu sauce and matcha salt. You get a seasonal fish, which is a sashimi. Um, and then you get your choice of a three ounce Japanese A5 Wagyu steak, curry roast potatoes, uh, or a roasted duck uh, with that, or grilled Chilean sea bass over rice. You get a seasonal broth, and then you get a green tea accompanied by your choice of a couple different desserts there that you can choose from. The $150 is the plant-based menu. So you're getting pretty much all that stuff, but it's all plant, plant-based. plant So they changed some of the stuff out. So $100 cheaper to go plant-based. And then Expensive the children's, salad. which is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the children's, which is, guess, age through tw- eight, 8 through 12. So if you're under 8, I, I don't think you can go to this restaurant if you're a young younger child. Um, 8 to 12, um, you get a seasonal appetizer, the nigiri and the roll, and then you get your choice of a Mishima Reserve Wagyu steak, uh, the roasted chicken, or a seasonal fish. So this is, listen, I think it's as high as it is because this is an experience more than anything for what you're paying for. So I like doing Victorian efforts. Yeah. I mean, listen, like when we ate at Palo, you know, when we ate on the, when we ate on the, on the, uh, on the Disney cruise line, it's a dining experience. You know, it's one thing after another, after another, I think you're paying for the experience on this one. Um, to have that, uh, you can't go to every you know restaurant around here and, and have a kind of dining experience. You know, there's not a lot of places like that. So if you want to splurge and you're on vacation, maybe it's just a, you know, an adult trip, which just you know, you and the, uh, you and your significant other are spending it some time, maybe in Epcot for a weekend, maybe a special occasion, maybe an anniversary, you know, it's not, it's not too bad to splurge for that especially if you're a foodie and you want to try something different i think it's definitely um 
you know, one of those things you can't do on a regular basis. You know, it's not it's not your Arby's, so uh, that's for sure. So I would definitely give it a shot if it's something you wanted to do. I don't know if it would be a family experience unless you have some, you know, people in your family that are, you know, if your kids are really foodies. But um, if I was on maybe an anniversary trip with Laura or a special birthday trip or a special occasion with just me and her, I would I would see if she was interested in that. I might give it a whirl for a weekend, you know, for a, for a one-night special event kind of thing. Especially if I really had my heart set on getting into Victoria and Albert's and I couldn't get into that. This isn't mm-hmm. a bad second choice no not at all not at all that's it's like it's it's something i want to do at some point it maybe needs to be something when it's a you know a guy's weekend down um with the show and we'll we'll go check it out and do this one um coming in number six i love this place i think this is probably the most underrated restaurant at epcot i love it i just ate there with cheryl pavia not too long ago um we were able to we were able to all get together and that is chef's de france dan i love this restaurant i think it's great the food options are fantastic. Quality of the food's really good, and the price is really good for what you get as well. Yeah, I, honestly, this is one of my favorites in Epcot. I don't know. I just, I love the ambiance there. It just, it there's a like, a, it's very busy in there, but I just, I, for whatever reason, I've eaten, I think I've eaten there like two or three times. Uh, a couple times with the whole family, a couple times just Jen and I. I love the food there. I love the ambiance. You're like right there. You know, you could if you if you have a good seat, you're like you're looking out on the world showcase, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And the the servers there have always been like over the top, really good. You know, as you know, if you're especially if you're looking for some good uh French wine, stuff like that. Uh again, I love this place. It probably would have been in my top I think it would have probably would have been in my personal top three. So love Chefs de France. Yeah, Mike, have you eaten there? Never eaten there yet. Nope. Oh, it's good, man. It's good. You, the family would really like it. Like the menu's really, really good. The drinks are really good. It's a, it's a great spot. I recommend, highly recommend to anybody. Uh, book Chefs de France. It's an easier, easier one to book too at that sixty day mark. So get Chefs de France. Go check it out. Really good. Coming to number five, if you want a good steak and you want a hearty meal, this is a great option in Epcot. And we're heading over to Canada, Mike, and that is Le Cellier. Yeah. Uh, Great, great restaurant. I've eaten there. I think one of our first trips when we first started going, Laura and I had uh, dinner there one night. Um, I believe they had the cheddar cheese soup there, which they usually have on the stand sometimes when they're doing the um, uh, Food and Wine Festival. Correct me if I'm wrong. That they usually have they do. Yep. 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 Yeah, that's so, where it comes uh, from. Yep. Yep. So the, I've had that before. It's been a while since we've been there, but it's definitely um, a fan favorite. It's it's one of the top. I would say you know top five restaurants to do when you're in Epcot. Yeah, hundred percent, Dan. Yeah, I mean it's been a while since I've eaten there. I I think. Sh- La Cellier gets a lot of flack because it does. I don't it, know why, too. It's, you know, it it's always like the restaurant people will talk about because, oh, you could get a really good steak there. But then there's going to be your Disney purists that are like, oh, La Cellier, it's not that great. I mean, it's at the bottom line, it's still you're going to get a really good steak there. Uh, I don't know if I like the ambiance there so much. It's just really dark in there. I wish they would change it up a little bit. Uh, they stuff you in like sardines. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, that that part I don't like, but. I, I've never had a bad meal there. The fillets, you know, the, the steaks are really good. So again, you're, if you if you want a good steak and you're in Epcot, that is the place to go. Two words. Who? Poutine. <laughs> so good, so good. Two different ones. Signature poutine is uh, the fr- the fresh cut fries with the cheddar cheese, the truffle, the red wine reduction, and then they have the beef uh, poutine as well. With the oh, dude, it's so good. Oh my goodness, it's so yummy. Love this place. Uh, speaking of another place, this time, Dan, I've got it right. Here we go. Coming in at number four, you and I just ate at this restaurant uh, less than seven days ago. Yes. And that is over in Japan, Cheeky Sai. Now, it comes in at number four, Dan. You have to be, you have to be either love sushi or be somewhat of an adventurous eater to, to like Japanese cuisine. Yeah, but they do have options other than sushi. But roll us through what you and I ate because we split a meal. Yeah, we had it was called a matsu sushi combination, I think, and it was like this, yeah. it was like a huge platter of sushi. So I think we had a couple of, I think we had a California roll and then like some sort of spicy tuna roll. But then we had some sashimi and uh, nigiri, and it was I, I can't even remember what we had. We had shrimp, we had salmon, uh, we had the fatty salmon. The, no, the fatty tuna. I forgot what it fatty was called. Fatty tuna. That's what it was. It was some yeah. fatty tuna. There were there were two like three different tunas that we had. Mm-hmm. You know, bluefin tuna, yellowfin tuna, and then 
I forgot the name of it, but it's like the fatty portion of the tuna that we had. Uh, there was like scallops. It was, oh, yeah. Like, it was incredible. Um, I, I'm not overly adventurous. I know there were, like, there were, we were talking about getting, there was something called the bridge. And mm-hmm. that had that had some stuff that I would have been a little more hesitant to try. Uh, I don't know if it was cooked or not because I think one of the one of the rolls was eel, but it was cooked, and I ate, I ate it and it was actually really good. But if 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 we get to some raw stuff that I'm not really familiar with, I'm a little more hesitant to try. So again, I'm 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 very much a sushi novice when it comes to that. But everything we had on that that matsu sushi combination was really good. I know Joe was there. He he doesn't eat fish, so he had like a. It was like an udon noodle with like you know some like so I think it was like beef like some sort of steak or whatever. So he yeah. really enjoyed that. And one thing I never noticed, and I can't remember what the name of the restaurant was before Shikisai, was the the views there. The views of of World Showcase there were incredible, especially if you were there for the fireworks. Like excellent, excellent views. And 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 we were kind of like towards the back of the restaurant, and we still could see everything perfectly. Yeah, hundred percent, Mike. You and I would. I mean, we we got to go eat here. You and I love sushi. We've gone to eat sushi together, uh, and I'm telling you, we spent a hundred dollars on this plate uh, that we split. And Dan, I think it was more than enough food for for the two of us. I was oh, yeah. full. Oh, I was stuffed by the end. Yeah, uh, Mike, you would you absolutely love this place. The yeah, options I- they have, it's really good. Yeah, as a sushi person, it sounds really good. Looks really good. Um, so yeah, it's definitely would be on my top list of places that I want to try. Let me say this too. Like Katie doesn't eat sushi. Joe's udon noodle bowl um looked delicious. And he said it was really, really good. He loved it. So uh definitely even if you're not a sushi person, look at the menu because there are things on there. Um we had Dan got uh some edamame that were <laughs> they were the wasabi edamame. Yeah, yeah they were really good. Mm-hmm. I just sent Mike I just sent Mike a a, a picture yeah. of our sushi combination. Like I said, it was it was so good. That, that, yeah, that, so, so that good. fish like just like melted in your mouth. Looks good. Uh, yep. Let Let's move on to number three, boys. This is one another one that I absolutely love. I think, I think whenever you get into World Showcase, the idea of going to these restaurants and having somewhat of an authentic experience. As someone who has spent time in London and Liverpool and Dover and these other places, I love this spot coming in at number three, Rose and Crown, Mike. Awesome restaurant, great food. Love this place. Yeah, very good spot. Wish a little bit bigger. There's not a lot of places. Mm-hmm. To, you know, it's not it's not a huge place to eat, but um, good food, great ambiance, and um, definitely a solid pick. Oh, good drinks too, Dan. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I I love the lounge itself or the or the pub next door. But again, a great place for fish and chips, you know, or some bangers and mash. I, I love Rosen Crown. I've I've eaten there numerous numerous times. Great ambiance too, and especially if you're outside, you have great views if you are eating at the right time to be able to see uh, the fireworks as well. Let's move on to number two on our list as we're getting closer to that number one spot. Uh, number two coming in. I have eaten here. I think it's delightful. I think it's really good. I think it's one of those restaurants though that most people have not experienced. I think it's the smallest restaurant out of all the ones that we have talked about tonight. A uh, little bit pricey, but worth every penny if you want some really great French cuisine, authentic, and that is Monsieur Paul. Uh, for those of you who don't know where it's located, it's located directly above Chester, France. It is a smaller restaurant. It is fine dining, and it is fantastic. Mike, this place is amazing. Yeah, it's on my to-do list. It's not a place that I've eaten before, so I definitely want to check it out. I'm going by your guys, uh, you know, raves on that, and I definitely want to check it out. Now, let me say this. The last time I ate there, it was not a prefix menu. It has changed to a prefix menu, and like I said, it is pricey, okay? But the food is so good. I just saw Dan. Dan, did you just see the price? I did, yeah. You just see the price? (laughs) It's pricey, but the food is so good. Oh, my gosh. Dan, run me through the price. Well, yeah. I, well, first of all, I don't, I, I don't remember this happening. You know, usually we'll get like either. some sort of notification that they've switched to a prefix menu. God, Disney needs to get away from this stupid prefix menu. It is one hundred and ninety-five dollars per adult. Like, you know what? If I if I would have known this before we were going through our list, I would have like lobbied heavily. 
to put this further down the list because again, like you know, you get an ordivore. Yeah, man. yeah. Who doesn't love ordivores? But I'm telling you, like, man, that is that is a half that is a hefty price to pay when I'm going to a theme park for dinner. You know, I'm still in a theme park. I don't care. You know, if I'm you know allegedly in France to go eat dinner, that is a hefty price to pay. And I'm telling you that the prefix menu is the downfall of Disney dining. I agree. I 100%. Actually, I would have... I'm, I'm the one who lobbied for it to be this high, and I would have said we need to put it a little lower. But we didn't look. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Look, facts are optional on the show, okay, people? Look, <laughs> facts are optional. We'll figure it out as we go along. It'll be all right. Uh, let's, move on to, let's move on to number one, though, because this one I think we all agreed on. It's quickly become not only number one for me in Epcot, it's quickly become one of my top restaurants in all of Disney. Katie, like I said, she loves Taponito, but she if she can't get that, she first thing she goes for is this one. Amazing atmosphere, amazing food, amazing drinks. Mike, and that is number one, Via Napoli. Yeah, definitely solid. Uh pizza that's good. Uh good, you know, good spot in, you know, in Italy Pavilion over in Epcot. Uh fantastic choice. Uh pretty good, easy to get reservations too. And for a place that has such good quality and good price and good ambiance, I think that's a fantastic it's a win win situation when it comes to that place. Dan, with you, you got a large family, you know, it's five of you. You can go in here and get a large, large pizza, large pie, and pretty much feed the whole family. Yeah. Well, I used to be able to. Not probably not anymore, but this is this is hands down our favorite restaurant. I think this is the restaurant that the Rossies have been to the most of any Disney restaurant. Um, we love the pizza there. We love the pasta there. Um, you know, typically when we go there, we'll order like a pasta as an appetizer and share it. Mm -hmm. And then we'll order the huge, the, the meter pizza. Um, That's what we get. Which yeah. I, you know, I'm not even sure these days because with, with Finn getting older and Owen eating like a beast, like, I don't even know if that'll be enough for us anymore, but like for the longest time, that was enough for us. We would order a small appetizer. The Arancini is one of my favorites. I don't know if it's still on there. Yeah. They, they do have it back on. I know like with COVID, they they limited some of their appetizers on the menu, but the arancini is one of my favorites that they have there, and uh, and the pizza again, it's it's delicious. I love Via Napoli. I'm disappointed because when Jen and I was there for uh, Marathon Weekend, we had reservations uh, the day of the race, but because the weather looked really cruddy, we ended up canceling canceling our reservation because we weren't sure we were going to get to the parks that at that time, and we ended up not going. So uh, love Via Napoli. This is definitely my number one. You know what? I found out a little trick too. And uh, Rick, Rick, if I get this wrong, you have to let post on this. But Rick showed us that it's actually cheaper to do the, I think it's the meat lover and take stuff off because we just want pepperoni to take stuff off than to do like a, a meter pie and then add pepperoni to it. Um, so it's actually, yeah. So it's no. actually a little bit cheaper to do that and take things away. Leave it to Rick. Than to... Yeah, leave it to me too. I'm never, I would never second guess that ever. Uh, it's just, it's just not because if you're building your own pizza, let's see here. I think it's $48. Uh, and then specialty top. Oh, I know, I know what it is because we do pepperoni sausage. So you would be doing $7 each. So $14 uh, for the pepperoni sausage. So that's 62, where it's just 60 for the meat lovers, but take away the pancetta and, and all that kind of stuff. No kidding. Hmm. Look at that, Rick's. Huh. Rick's a he is a genius. Yeah, hundred percent. Save Dan money. What a, what a win -win <laughs> I love situation it. I love it. <laughs> His new favorite friend. Very cool. You know, listen, we talked a lot about some really cool places to have some dining done. We talked about a couple of places where they had character meet and greets where you can get, you know, if you're a garden girl, you get a picture with Mickey. Or if you're an Aka show, you get a picture with the princesses. But one thing's for sure, we have an amazing DDP family that posts some great pictures every week. And they post them on our Facebook page and it brings me to my favorite thing every week. And that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, guys, you know my favorite thing every week, and that's Picks of the Week. And uh, Justin, why don't you tell me, what's your pick of the week? Ooh, going first. Uh, I'm going to go with the great uh, Bridget Williamson. She um, she was down there, and she said, had a chance to explore World Celebration Gardens and Dreamers Point today at Epcot. It's a wonderful open space with lots of seating. Sit, rest, and people watch. She's sitting there with Walt. And that's an epic picture spot. Um, Dan, you and I just had the opportunity to kind of walk through that area 
when we were down there, and it's so nice to see the uh, see the walls coming down around Epcot, not not just a sea of walls anymore. So that that absolutely is awesome, and I uh, love the picture. Very cool. Great pick. Uh, Dan, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is going to go to our friend Florence Porter. She posted a picture saying, Bram Strong, support from Colorado. The DDP family is praying and holding you up. They're wearing their Bram Strong shirts. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ashley and uh, and Aaron have have uh, been going through a lot lately. So if, if you don't know their story, definitely follow it. Uh, I definitely have my Bram Strong shirt, and we are praying for Bram and Abraham and Hopefully all goes well, and that is definitely my pick of the week. Love Very it. Cool. Absolutely love pick. it. Be Mike. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Chaz Kendall, and Chaz has a picture uh, with his daughter standing in front of the horse, and I'm sure Joe's going to be mad at me for taking this pick, and it's <laughs> over at, the, at the, their home resort, finally staying there, and that's definitely a Saratoga Springs resort picture. So uh, very cool picture. Hope you're enjoying your time at Saratoga Springs. You posted some other great pictures in the group this week. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for being part of this great family, and I uh, hope you had a great vacation. Absolutely love it. Uh, DDP family. We appreciate you. Uh, we hope you had an incredible week. And uh, I absolutely love making these types of lists because, listen, it's all based on opinion. As you can tell as we went through the episode, even our minds changed on where stuff should be, where it should be located. But the best thing about going to Epcot is it is the food capital of Disney. It is the place that you can go. And no matter what your palate is, you can go and experience some amazing dining options. And uh, we want to hear, of course, all about where you would rank these restaurants. Where would you put them? Have you experienced these? What are your favorites? What are ones you'll never go back to? Head over right now to the uh, Facebook group and make sure to post that over there. Uh, boys, let's close this up. we got a patron uh, patron topic to get into on the other side of things. Uh, Mike, closing words. Uh, listen, it's great to be back with you guys. I missed you guys. I was having a lot of FOMO last week while you guys were off doing your little, uh, you know, your party stuff over there with the way with me travel. <laughs> work, um, you work. know, I I do feel I do feel bad because uh, I and I'd love to have been there with you guys. I was under the weather, so I wasn't feeling that bad. And even if I had the opportunity to go, I would have been miserable because I was still sick. But I'm glad to be back this week. Glad to talk a little bit of Disney with you guys, and I'm looking forward to Patreon. Love it, Dan. No, it was a great show. I, I'm a little nervous about Patreon because you haven't told us anything about it. And you know I hate going into something completely blind. Uh, but, no, it, it was a great show. Uh, I had a great time. I cannot wait for uh, – can I wait to see what you're going to what you're gonna have in store for us? It's going to be a good one. It's nothing scary this time, no? I promise. It's okay. just, just easy. I yeah. already know. Yeah, yeah, you, know what, little you know what we should talk about is uh, – you know, so when I was down in Disney, uh, I got there a day before you and Joe showed up on, on property and I did my Super Bowl like I was I wanted to watch the Super Bowl somewhere. I ended up watching at Geyser Point. Uh, I had a great time. But yeah, I, I we'll def- get into it over there. I had a I, I, I had a bill at the end though. We should talk about that. <laughs> oh boy. Uh well <laughs> the uh, DDP family, listen, if you want to be a part of the patron family, go click that link right below and you can join us on that uh, bonus show every single episode private facebook group um we do uh trivias we do all kinds of fun stuff over there so make sure to go and click that and become a part of that uh, that family as well uh boys had a blast let's go over to the patron side have some fun over there edp family have an amazing week spread some cheer be the best version of yourself we love you we appreciate you and we will see you real soon have a good night everybody have a good night have a good night on behalf of the disney dads we want to say thank you We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.